This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Us, a show dedicated to bringing real help to real couples. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and together we are high-performance marriage coaches. We are cutting through the bullcrap and creating a movement of happy, healthy, badass couples all over the world. Let's go! Hey guys, what's up? Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Sex. This is a uh, Patreon member uh, perk. And if you want more uh, episodes like this, go to patreon.com forward slash anatomy of us. So, okay, today we're answering an Instagram question. And it's uh, kind of long, but we're going to make it uh, brevitized. Is that a word? Brevitized? Hey, this question has been on my mind for quite a few months now, but no one has been able to answer to give me advice. I was listening to the podcast that you and your husband, when you and your husband joined Kingdom Sexuality recently. I really liked your analogy of steeped tea when discussing what sex should be like for a woman in regards to being present. Um, anyways, I'm newly married and my husband and I got married in September and I was a virgin before we got, I was a virgin before we got married. So basically I will describe what happens with me in order to ask this question because I really do want to work through it and work past it. Anyways, um, I take a minute to get myself present and in the mood. I'm assuming she needs more than one minute. Um, we've been working on that and communicating a lot about what the need for other touch. Anyways, it could be 30 minutes that have passed and just of just foreplay. But as soon as my clitoris is rubbed to the point where it becomes too sensitive, I completely shut off almost. Um, I like, like, um, like I am completely satisfied and don't need to be intimate anymore. When at the same time, I know that my husband is, for lack of better words, needing a lot more. This makes me sad and it's hard on me because it's like I quit before we even begin. Oftentimes we do go to intercourse, but that's not very enjoyable for me because I'm already far from present and my senses are heightened. For example, when I feel present, he can breathe in my ear and it feels great. Whereas after that moment, um, it's just a turn off and it tickles, which is hilarious because I know exactly what that feels like. Um, one thought that I have is that because for all of the years before marriage of being physical with men started around the age of 17 to 30, I tried so hard to stop myself at the point of pleasure so that we didn't go further. Mm. Maybe my brain has been wired to believe that this is the climax. In other words, uh, that is the end, that getting to that point is the end. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't stop there. There has to be a way to work past this. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks in advance. Mm. Um, I am glad that she had the insights to think about okay, uh, how she has trained herself from 17 to... Well, she didn't train herself. 30. That, that was imposed upon her. Yeah, so like, okay, that. that's a purity culture thing, right? Okay, we can do everything except P to V and we're fine. And feel bad about it, but still continue to do it. I you know exactly what you're talking about, trust me. And a lot of other listeners do. So I like the insights mm -hmm. that she had. Hey, maybe that's there's a correlation between that, me bringing myself to a point and then going... Phew, it's done, uh, but it's not really. Right now, you're having negative repercussions from being with your husband and being able to have sex freely. So good insights, smart on you for thinking that. Uh, but tell me, before we go to all that, tell me what that feels like, because it sounds like 
overstimulation and then it's just too much and stuff tickles or it hurts and mm-hmm. you're annoyed and you just don't want to do anything. What does that feel like as a woman? Uh, I don't care about what it feels like. I oh. just want to address that that is, it's like a timing issue. It right. feels like this is a timing problem. And I think um, there's a couple of things that I want to say, but I think when you're uh, like a person who is attempting to not have sex, but you're sexually aroused with a partner that you're with, but you're both like trying to not have sex. One of the things that you're doing that people might not realize is like, you're almost attempting to have the full experience without having the experience. Mm-hmm. And you can do, you can't, you can ha- like, if you're like, we're not supposed to touch, we're not supposed to whatever we do all these other things. Like you are experiencing an enormous range of what would you it's a full sexual cycle, sexual arousal. Yeah. Sexual like peak. it's a full experience without intercourse being a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so now you don't need, you don't need to do all of that. Is orgasm happening? I don't know, but it doesn't, I, I don't know. That's a great question. But again, I'm going to, to kind of go to the, the thing that stands out to being the most important to me is that you need to change what your sexual routine for lack of a better word looks like you're playing off of an old model. That's the model where you couldn't have sex, where you couldn't do anything you wanted, Mm -hmm. right? You were like, you can only, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I think so. So you're like, you need to take the model that you used to do and stop doing that same model. This will do a couple different things. Number one, you're not going to just go on the same pattern that you've even identified. You're not going to fall into that same rut because you're like, oh, I'm not, we're not doing that anymore. We're doing, this is a new season of our marriage, a new sexual season of our marriage, right? So let's look at it like that. And even just that act alone is going to allow you hopefully to feel more free to express yourself sexually in a new way Mm -hmm. with your spouse. That's totally different from the way before. Like Mm -hmm. we're not trying to not get to the sex part. We're not trying to do all the things with out being naked. You know what I mean? Like that's a whole different paradigm. So another way of, of being present, because sometimes it's like the genius quotes from Kung Fu Panda just keep on coming forth. Uh, Oftentimes the path we take to avoid our destiny brings us to it Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And then I'm thinking of what we focus on expands and with sex, obviously there's a lot of different intricacies and feelings and physical feelings and all kinds of stuff. And if we're focused on say, say guys with erectile dysfunction or premature, premature ejaculation, or my wife can never orgasm. We are constantly thinking about these things. Oh, don't come, don't come, don't come. Oh, shoot. Oh, great. It's over. <laughs> I'm so glad. I love it when you make that. <laughs> Reva, <laughs> you sounded like a, uh, I don't even know, but that was really funny. Anyway. That was a very funny sound that you just made. Right. So, oh, I'm focusing on that thing I don't want, focusing on that thing don't want. Oh, guess what? Oh, it came because that's what I was focused on. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, in this case, change the paradigm around it. One thing that really kind of stuck out to me, I was thinking, I wonder if this is a thing. If you're taking 30 minutes to get ready and be present, it's almost like you're going through a lot of the sexual cycle yourself. Yes. And then when yeah. it time when it comes time to be with your partner, mm-hmm. you're already three quarters of the way done. Right. And That's, he's like, yeah. yo, it's just, just yeah. starting here. That's why I think thing. there's an alignment issue of like timing. I know that sounds mm-hmm. a little bit weird, but like, let's just go mathematically speaking. 
And and this might be, I don't know, that might be a little bit too personal, but like what time does, what's the timeline for your spouse that is the most helpful for him? It's like, does- Too personal? Are you kidding? Have well, you listened to our show before? Know. You but know like, what we talk about I'm here? I'm asking this lady, um, someone must be at our house. My sister must be here. How awkward. She called and I ignored her aggressively and now I think she's just here. But anyway, we're recording a sex podcast. Forgive us. Um, but I think that what is, what I would like to know is how much time does your husband need to feel really connected to you and to orgasm? Like how much time does he need? Probably zero seconds. But that might not be true. And I think that that's a shame <laughs> that people think probably zero seconds. And then they just think every man is ready to rumble in two seconds and yeah. he can orgasm. Whatever. That's, that's not, not true. true. That's not true. And so what it sounds like she is saying is we have a misalignment of things because maybe she believed that it will only take him two seconds to get in the mood. Mm. And it's not. She even says, it's like we're not even started. And so what it sounds like is happening, I could be incorrect, is that you are getting yourself to the point almost of orgasm and then joining your husband. That's not going to work because he wants to have a sexual experience as well where he gets to experience you, not just sort of like, oh, well, she's already to that level sexually. Now I'm kind of just like joining in and getting whatever leftover mm -hmm. stuff I can get. I don't think that's what he wants. Well, maybe not leftovers. I mean, we have talked about women are crockpots, men are microwaves, generally speaking kind of thing. And I at any point could be like, <clears throat> yo, you're naked? Sweet. But for you, it's you have to go think about it most times. You think about it, you get yourself in the mind set you you set the setting the space the emotional you know temperature stuff mm -hmm. like that but you don't do that to the point of oh well i'm already halfway done right you know yeah. kind of thing and and so maybe this lady is going too far down that yes. cycle so what would it look like and it could, yeah and here? it could be that he is wanting to be a part of that process as well yeah what if what i mean you could you could do other stuff you could try i mean the the podcast that we were on talked about oral the whole time like okay how maybe he does oral on you for i don't know 15 minutes right, and but, there's there's stuff and then you're ready and then <laughs> there's stuff uh, but i do want to point out <laughs> one of the things that she said is that like okay and, and this is going to be let me read it because i think that it's made sense so she said if i get um like my clitoris to the point where it's like, um, it hurts to touch it, which happens. Mm -hmm. So here's my like 10 thoughts about that. Number one, are you saying that your husband is doing something to your clitoris and then he has to stop? Cause if that's the case, take back the control of that. Cause I would not allow you to have control of my clitoris. And I really actually mean that because, uh, Seth doesn't know the sensitivity level. I do. I don't have one. Homologs want to talk about it. Because no, you kind you of do. Uh, anyway, another point. Homo nerd. Uh, excuse me. But anyways, this is the way that I want you to think about it. Like if you're putting your clitoris into your husband's hands, that sounds really funny. Uh, maybe don't do that because he's not going to know how far is too far. You will know that. Now, this is a, another thing I think is important to think of is it's practice. So if you can pay attention to your arousal cycle, and go, okay, when I hit this certain level of arousal, uh, and maybe, again, maybe it's marked by orgasm. I don't know that you mentioned orgasm in there for yourself, but you know how far is too far to then, okay, now I can't even touch it. You know that. If you pay attention, you know. 
So now it's your job to go, okay, I need to stop like four clicks sooner and not touch it anymore or not let my husband touch it anymore sooner (laughs) so that I can be present with him and it won't Mm -hmm. hurt. It won't feel like too much. And I won't lose my like ability to be really in this moment. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. Here's a question. Are, I mean, maybe she can DM us after this, after you listen to it, but are you having an orgasm? And that's why you're so sensitive, but because for dudes, it's like, once you have an orgasm, you're like, don't touch this thing. Right. It, it, it sends shockwaves through my body and mm-hmm. drives me nuts. Not in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. So is, like is that butts. happening? Yeah, cowboy butts don't drive me nuts. Um, <laughs> is, is, is that happening? And this is going to be a silly question, but I don't want to put it out of the realm of possibilities. Are you having an orgasm and maybe not knowing it right. and thinking that that's just part of like me getting hyped up right. because I know that purity culture is a thing. I could not imagine on God's green earth, me not knowing if I had an orgasm. Right. Well, I guess physically it's like it's a stuff different, comes out. Yeah, it's so a different is, mechanism. Is that, and I'm not being silly, um, are you bringing yourself when you're getting present and in mm-hmm. the moment to like the full sexual arousal stage? If you don't know what we're talking about, sexual arousals, go look up Come As You Are by Dr. Emily Nagowski. It's a really great book. Are you bringing yourself through that whole sex cycle and then actually and then orgasming you're and not ready. knowing, right? Yeah. you know, because that, that might be right. a real thing. And it could, it, I'm glad that you said that because it could absolutely be say good what's really happening. Especially if you're like, mm-hmm. if you've muted that experience and you're trying to like, you've created it, it's like hushed, it's small, it's just go to the edge, but then stop. Like you could actually be, now this is going to sound a little bit weird, but Um, there are different types of orgasms for women. It's not, I don't think it's the same for men. I think there are different types, but it's not the same. So you can generate a crappy orgasm as a woman that you, that you're like, Oh no, was that really, was that one? Right. And usually that happens from exactly what you're talking about. Like trying to like, it's kind of like messy. It's weird. It's like, I don't know. It's a, so you very well could be having like a, just a crappy orgasm that it does feel good, but it feels like it's just a part of getting ready for something. It's not the main event, if that makes sense. What would it look like? And this is a practice that you might just have to do on your own. What would it look like to go through that whole, like getting yourself, would you, who Keep are on you talking. texting? Keep on talking. No one can, no, it's not okay. Oh, and he turns his back to me. If you're watching this video, my spouse has turned his back to me while we do a worldwide, world famous sex podcast. And I'm looking at him in the mirror and he doesn't even know. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I think that it could be an opportunity where you, maybe you do this with your spouse, but like as a, a self discovery practice where you bring yourself fully through the entire arousal cycle. He's not even a part of it. He can watch or do whatever he wants to, will you stop? He can do other things, but the goal for you is, okay, I'm not just going to kind of have an orgasm. I'm going to have the best one that I can have. Like that might help you see the difference. Because I, I think what Seth is saying is accurate, that if your clitoris is getting to the point where you can't touch it, that happens to me only after orgasm. So I don't have that any other time. Um, and that's, again, why I don't give you permission to do whatever you want with my body because you don't know the sensitivity level and it changes throughout just one experience, right? Mm-hmm. that makes sense? Yeah. Um, so that could be something that you do and talk about together or try and see what things you learn about it. But I will say, um, I do think also that this is another option I want to throw out there. 
This is something that I've been doing. I don't know if you're aware of this. You might be, but um, this is loads of TMI right now. I don't know. Um, So one of the things I've been doing lately is I realize that if I can have an orgasm alone, I bring that to you. That sounded really funny. And then we have sex. Did you know that I was doing that? I maybe thought that that (laughs) happens sometimes. I maybe think that this is happening. Uh, But I'm doing that on purpose because it's an entirely different experience. But hear what I'm saying. I do not involve my clitoris afterwards at all. Like we do intercourse. I'm not touching myself. Make sense? What are you just, you're just smiling and staring at me. I'm just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. That was really funny. But I'm saying this like in all honesty, Mm -hmm. I think that if you have not a ton of sexual experience, You think every time I have sex, I have to touch my clitoris. You think every time that I have sex, it has to be this. Like, that's not true. Allow things to be different sometimes Mm. and just not. So, because what I'm hearing her say is that my clitoris can't be touched at a certain point, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Then don't touch it. That doesn't mean you have to stop everything. Don't touch it. Like do a different thing, maybe. Right. And it's just throwing that out there. Just tossing it out there. Mm -hmm. Okay. I guess our show is over. <laughs> this, is, this is where it ends. Started visualizing things and I don't know what else is there. So great. I uh, hope you like the or sex show. So whatever. Uh, we're done. <laughs> but um, no, I am really glad that you brought this question up and that you were brave enough to ask because I think, again, when there's such little, did she say she's a church person in the beginning of it? There is an assumption there of like being a virgin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So really, you don't really know anything that you don't know. That doesn't, that was not nice sounding. I didn't mean it to sound that way. Um, But you're, you need to expand the idea of what does it actually mean to have sex? It does not, it does not mean that you have to be touching yourself in a certain way or postured a certain way. It doesn't mean those things. So take that out of, there's a layer of like, I'm supposed to. Mm dot, 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 that I think is kind of messing you up and not allowing you to like, um, almost like organically understand or discover what works for you together in your own rhythm of your marriage. Right. So, but you're, you're identifying that something feels off. The cadence is wrong. The connection is off. Okay. That's awesome that you're identifying it. Now it's how do we bring that together? Mm -hmm. And okay. So without like a prescriptive thing, explicit, but who cares? There's all kinds of interventions that you could, or, or not interventions, experiments that you could try. Uh, if it, if you go and get yourself ready, like, and I'm assuming you're getting yourself ready, you're thinking about sex, getting wet or whatever, and then you bring yourself so close that now sex kind of hurts, uh, you may have had an orgasm, right? So what would it look like, and we've done this before, where, okay, we're having sex, I go, right? I have an orgasm. And then we lay there and then I still continue to touch you. And then you have an orgasm later. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's not from P to V mm-hmm. anything, which sometimes, most of the time it is. Uh, what about that? Right. Because then you're ensuring that uh, his experience is pleasurable and also connecting. I want to reiterate the the idea of sex should be uh, involve connection and pleasure always, not mm-hmm. just one or the other. Uh, so he's feeling connection and pleasure in that. He's done great. Oh, babe, so great. You know, feel so close. 
And then now it's your turn mm-hmm. kind of thing to where you, you don't have to come at the same time every mm-hmm. time, which, uh, hello, that's not taught from anything in culture. Right. It's always the dude that goes. Right. You and know that, what I'm saying? Yeah. And I will say too, like, that's a practice that we like do in our marriage or have and whatever that. And we never even talked about it. No, but it trains you to know how to control your own body. It trains you by, by default. So if we go, my objective is we want to have an orgasm at the same time. Okay. That means one of us can't just plow ahead while the other is way behind. We have to like, it's like an literally like a dance of, okay, wait, you need to get a little bit farther ahead and I need to get it. Like it's that, and you're doing that right. on purpose. But again, we never really talked about it. We just started doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, I, I'm again, I'm really, really thankful that you asked this question. Uh, a lot of people deal with this because there's such a lack of education around how to have sex well in marriage, like especially with Christians or virgins or people who waited, who have trained themselves to do the opposite of what is freeing and feels really great in a relationship. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you taking the time to, to do all of that. Yeah. Great question. Uh, I hope this was helpful. Shoot us a DM after you listen to it. If you have any follow-up questions and you guys, this is anatomy of sex. This is a free episode. If you want more of this, go to patreon.com forward slash anatomy of us. Thank you so much for our current patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were getting new ones weekly, and we love it. So thank you so much. We did take a break. Thank you for being gracious with us there. But now diving in, you guys are going to have weekly episodes just like always. Again, this is the free one. If you want more of this, go to an- Anatomy of no, Us. No, go to Patreon. patreon.com forward slash Anatomy of Us. Okay, guys, we love you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to Anatomy of Us. This podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Reva Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye.